July 11th, 2016. I'm your host, Kellen Conley, and this is Hyphen Nation. My people, my people. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Just finished having a delicious salad. This is going to be a little different than what you're used to. Um, I sat here in, my, in the same car. It was last Thursday, I believe. Saturday on my lunch break. I had posted on my Facebook wall that I was angry and disillusioned. The reason I was angry and disillusioned was because of what happened to Alton Sterling last week in Baton Rouge. Because I felt I was absolutely outraged by what had happened. Not that I haven't been outraged before by police killing black men, especially defenseless black men, let's put it that way, or black men who have surrendered themselves. Because I, I am in no way condoning. This isn't a F the police thing. This isn't a I dislike cops thing. The thing is, when a criminal surrenders himself, and it's clear that the that this person, whether they're white or black or Hispanic, or whatever nationality they are, when it's clear that they have given themselves up, whether you have cuffs on them, whether their hands are in the air, I might, I, I don't know the procedures of a police officer as well as I probably should nowadays. But I've always thought that when a suspect gave himself up, and was no longer an immediate threat to an officer that the officer shouldn't should withheld gunfire after that. There should be no reason for them to shoot them without being given a reason. So sure, I'm sure there's been plenty of times where a suspect has given themselves up and then try to renege, so to speak, and still attack or harm an officer. And I'm not saying that people of color or black men or any black person has not done this to a police officer before. But I just always thought when you give yourself up, that was it. Then you got arrested, and then it was up to the legal system. To, you had your right to a fair trial. It seems to me that a lot of suspects, whether they be Alden Brown, who brandished his gun to a homeless person, the homeless person called the police, but Alden Brown was down on a video. He was done. He could not fight back anymore. And then there was this huge wound in his chest. I I have to admit that I I've been neg- negligent, not negligent, well in a way, but I have definitely ignored. 
this major problem as much as possible. It's always in the back of my head as a black man to be extra careful when it comes to dealing with the police. It's always been that way. I don't recall a specific event where my father sat me down and had to have this conversation with me or any of my mothers or anything like that because my father moved me out of the city, air quotes, Winchester, Virginia, to Cape and Bridge when I was nine. I never was in any kind of situation where the police could get involved until my I went to college. And even then, I don't recall Dad ever saying to me, you know, you got to be extra careful out here because you're black. I mean, that was the general knowledge that I had, thanks to mostly media, TV, and rap, hip-hop music I listened to. <clears throat> Excuse me again. But I never truly thought anything about it. My my dad, I'm sure he had his share of run-ins with police. He 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 probably has chosen not to share those with me because they took place when he was much younger. As he grew older in his community, he became known around his community. And so eventually, people knew who he was. So it didn't become an issue. So it might not have been the same issue that he might have had when he was a teenager. But eventually he became Danny from CMP, Danny from Bell Atlantic, Danny the high school basketball referee. One of the things I've always admired in my dad is how well known he was for just being himself, essentially. Because my dad's not famous on any... And any, he's not famous. He doesn't have a ton of money. He's not rich. We were never rich. I never felt like we did without. But he's he's never been rich. But the respect he garnered from his friends and peers just always amazed me. And it was always something that I personally wanted to be able to achieve in my life as I grew older. And sad to say, if there wasn't videos of what happened to Alton Sterling, this would just be another suspect shot by the police. I'm trying not to say police because Angel makes fun of me. Police. There has been hundreds of killings of, of Suspects shot by the police. I don't want to keep calling them murders or killings. Philandro and... Did I say that right? Oh, I feel horrible if I didn't. Yes, it did. Philandro, Philando and Alton. Those were killings. Those were murders. Whether Philandro, Philando or was a suspect or whether Alton Sterling had brandished his gun at the homeless guy to get him to leave him alone. Alton was clearly in the wrong, but Alton was clearly done. And when I mean done, he was clearly ready to be taken into custody. And then he had a hole in his chest. Philando apparently had told the officer he had a license to carry, and he was reaching for his identification, and then the officer just unloaded on him, according to what his girlfriend said and the reports, and because we didn't get the video until as he was sitting there bleeding out. Last week, I was angry. I wasn't kill somebody angry 
but I was a little, I didn't know how else to react. If anybody who follows me on Snapchat saw my video on, on that day, saw my story, I apologize. Because I was angry and irrational, and I put it on the only place where I knew only certain people would be able to see it. Because I didn't want to hop on my Facebook or my Twitter and just, or even do a YouTube video, this long rant that I did. Pretty much cussing all the cops and how it's not fair and how something needs to be done, but nothing would be done. I walked into work the next day and Valerie's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah. It's like, I saw that video on Snapchat. It's like, yeah, that was, that was about the shootings. I had completely forgotten at that moment, that morning. I hadn't even thought about that video. I did the rest of the day. I did it, but then it, I, it was necessary for me to continue with the rest of my day, I felt like. I still got to call my dad and talk to him because he saw my status. I haven't talked to him since. He has no idea why I was upset. He might now because he's a little behind on the news and stuff. But even then, I I, I know he's going to say some calming words to me and be like, son, that's just the way life is sometimes. It's not fair. It's never going to be fair. He always has a way of saying things so that I can understand them. <laughs> Forrest, Forrest Gump. Um, I just feel like I'm still angry. Thursday and Friday sucked at work all day. Because it may, may have even been Wednesday when this first happened. Let me see. I mean, I, I have all the info in front of me. And my apologies... I'm doing this on the fly. Well, I do all my hyphenations on the fly, but this is like no notes. This is just Wikipedia. So July 5th is when this happened. So I'm, I'm guessing, I'm guessing a video went viral on Tuesday. On by Wednesday, I think I found about it on Wednesday. Then. Orlando came out, the news about him came out on Thursday, and then Friday, Dallas came out. Dallas was a tragedy. As many times as there has been highly suspect shootings of black people and people of color throughout this country, We cannot take the law in our own hands and start killing police. That's not going to fix anything. That's not how we fix anything. Our entire existence on this planet Violence has always brought more violence. And yes, there's plenty of peaceful protest happening across our nation, across, across our nation right now. It was a peaceful protest, peaceful protest in Dallas. And then I'm not even saying that dude's name. Besides... Oh, this would be a perfect opportunity to kill some cops. Because I'm angry about what they've done. So he just decides he's going to shoot five police and kill them. And he, ate, he, he injured eight of them. And two, two citizens. I had tweeted something to the effect of I'm glad Aaliyah is younger so I don't have to try to explain this to her what's going on. 
because obviously I'm sorry, I'm scrolling on my phone. Obviously, this is something that you want to try to make your kids understand. Yeah, I said, I'm glad Aaliyah is so young right now. But when she starts hearing and seeing these things, what do I tell her? Like, what do you tell somebody? Especially your kids. Because one day, especially with the internet, Aaliyah is going to cross this stuff. She's going to want to know why these things happen. She's going to come to me and Angel and be like, Mommy, Daddy, why did the cops do this to us? She's biracial, and I'm going to raise her as biracial. I'm not going to make her lean more white or lean more black. She's a biracial child. I want her to embrace both sides of her heritage, her ethnicity. But she's going to come to us and be like, why do cops do this to black people and people of color? Why? And I'm going to be like, I don't know, because it makes no sense to me either, Leah. They all got it in their head that we have some kind of agenda, that they're in danger. I I don't, I I can't explain it. There's not a reason. On paper, we were a suspect. We were doing this. We were doing that. We were, there was something where they felt like their life was in danger, so they unloaded their service weapon into us. But why? The real why? Nobody knows. We know why What's-His-Face decided to take aim at those officers in Dallas. Because he was mad and a little bit crazy and he had the weapons to do it. We don't know why Alton Sterling and Philando are dead. We have no idea why Philando Castile was in here and no idea why Alton Sterling is in here anymore. At least not through the video. And that's what's nerve-wracking. No idea. I've been lucky enough to have been pulled over once. It was on a country back road. I was going too fast in the school zone. And that cop still asked me all kinds of inappropriate questions. I'm lucky he didn't ask me to get out of the car. He asked me if I had drugs and guns in the car. It was like 9 in the morning. I just dropped Angel off at the car place that was close to her old school she used to teach at. I was going like 10 over in a school zone. But he has to ask me if I got coke. On my birthday, he pulled me over. Gave me like almost a $200 ticket. I cried on the way home because one of the ridiculous questions he asked me. Two, I'd never been pulled over before. Needless to say, I got blackout drunk that night. So I'm lucky. But I cannot begin to explain this to Leah or anybody else. My sister-in-law, Nikki, was, is worried about me because of how angry I was on Snapchat that day. It's, it's, and then you tie it in with what happened in Orlando a few weeks ago with that ridiculous mass murder in the club. Like, my sister, Nikki... My sister-in-law and my brother-in-law, Christian, went to a gay club not too long ago. And they said they were sad because they were there. And the owner always comes out and he's like a big part of the shows and everything. He had to point out the exits just to make sure that everybody in there felt safe because of what happened in Orlando. And now I have to be extra cautious, extra, extra cautious doing anything. Because I'm black and I have a vehicle. 
or I could be doing anything. I could go to the comic book store and get run up on. Eric, Eric just shared this horrible story that happened to him when he was in Chicago years ago about how he was sitting in his friend's passenger seat. It was one in the morning waiting on his friend to come back to the vehicle. Got ran up on by five cops because he fit a description. Just like Philando fit a description. Because now, it was only a couple days after he got murdered, it came out that, oh, well, he looked like an armed, uh, armed robbery suspect. He fit a description. So when you pulled him over for having the busted taillight, and then he tells you he has a weapon, he has a license to carry it, and he's reaching for his wallet, why do you unload in his chest? With his girlfriend and her daughter right there. Can someone please explain this to me? Because he fit a description. Right. Okay. For uh, everybody who's listened to the show, all 16 episodes, or just a couple episodes. You know a common theme. Is that I come down to. My Kroger parking lot. One of the three in Morgantown. There's one in Saberton. There's one in Suncrest Town Center. And then there's one. Um, I guess you would call it Evansdale. And I normally record at Suncrest Town Center. I make a big deal to say. I'm at the Suncrest Town Center podcasting. But what if somebody looks out one of these store windows and sees me, thinks something suspicious is coming on, coming on, going on, and then calls for police. Police come up to the vehicle. What are you doing, sir? Now, under normal circumstances, I mean, right now I am dressed for work. I'm headed to work after this. But under normal circumstances, they'd probably be like, oh, you can't, you can't be here podcasting, yada, yada, yada. Um, we need you to move along. And that's what you would think would happen. But what if... One of them's ha- a little trigger happy. One of them don't like black people. What what if what if a black guy was rude to him, cut him off on his way over to Kroger, and then he sees a black guy in the parking lot? What if he's just having a bad day? What if he had an argument with his wife before he went to work this morning? Or maybe he's been on a long shift, and he's just had enough, and it decides, huh? Let me take it out on this guy. I mean, I sit in my car. My seatbelt is off. I have my laptop in my passenger seat. I have my headset on my head. And I'm just sitting here chilling. My phone's in my hand. But. Because. I don't know. I'm sitting while black. And looking kind of suspicious because I have a headset on in my car recording a podcast? Could an officer kill me? That's what I don't know. And I, and, and y'all are probably like, oh, that's crazy. Why would anybody do that to you? I think you're just being a little ridiculous. I don't think I am. What if he sees my phone from a distance and thinks it's a weapon? Ask me to step out, thinks I'm making a sudden movement, and then shoots me. So 
somebody please explain to my wife and child and family and all my friends why I got killed for podcasting in my car then. Oh, I know what they'd say. Oh, well, he, he fit a description. And that's why uh, we, we uh, took such precaution dealing with him. Um, full disclosure, my, uh, half-brother on my birth mother's side, he, he did some time, he's in the wrong place at the wrong time, he got caught up in a situation he shouldn't have been in, he knew better, and he, he went to prison for a long time, he didn't get out till... <sighs> 2005, six, something like that. And he went in in the early 90s, mid 90s. I think he did a nine to 10 year bid. I in no way absolve him of what he did. I don't feel like it, he was, it was some kind of raw deal. I don't feel like he didn't get a fair trial. I feel like the evidence was there and what he what ended up happening to him happened to him unfortunately but in that situation that occurred I have to say I, I was on the police side the police's side would I sit here and love to be like, no, I wouldn't even love to do that. I, I can't sit here and be like, police got it out for black people all the time. All the time. We're never doing nothing. We're always innocent. No, that's not me. That's not my lane. Some of the people I deal with on my job work in law enforcement. One of my best friends is a correctional officer. So don't listen to this podcast and think, oh, well, he's just a black man with a microphone, so he's going to say all this crazy shit. No. Clearly, there is a problem. A real, honest-to-goodness problem. Philando was 32, I think, is what I think I saw. Yes, 32. He would have been 33 on July 16th, which ironically enough is my birth mother's birthday, who passed away last October. He would have been my age in just a few days. Just a few days. Alton Sterling was 37. He's not that much older than me. Alton Sterling had five kids. And even the store owner where Alton got shot he said Sterling was not the one causing trouble during the situation that led to the police being called. I'm not absolving Sterling of brandishing his weapon to the homeless guy. I can't absolve him of that. That's not how you treat people. But here's the part that kills me and the part that you don't really hear without looking at your facts. 
Sterling was tasered by the officers. So he's already tasered. Then the officer grabbed Sterling, who was of heavy build, and tackled him to the hood of a silver sedan and then to the ground. Sterling was pinned to the ground by both officers, with one kneeling on his chest and the other on his thigh, both attempting to control his arms. The gun was in Sterling's pocket. In his pocket, ladies and gentlemen, for all of you listening at home. They said he was going for it because they were trying to control his arms. Every day that I wake up, since Alton and since Philando, since Dallas, because I don't want anybody to think that what happened in Dallas, I support. Because these two men were murdered by police officers does not mean we need to go murder more police officers. Those were innocent men that died. Innocent men and women, they got injured. And for what? Does does anybody... Because somebody got mad. The deadliest single incident for law enforcement officers in the United States since September 11th. That was terrorism. This is us. And that's the part that just blows my mind. A lot of, uh, I saw a lot of people on my Facebook actually uh, in the past few days complaining about how awful other people in their timeline is. Oh, I thought I knew you people, but uh, I can't take this and, and I'm going to deactivate my Facebook. One of my best friends is guilty of this. And I had half a mind to call him out because I said something on Twitter about it. About de- how deactivating Facebook ain't going to solve the problem. It's just ignoring it. Oh, I can't believe some of you people are on my timeline saying, saying you support the police and or saying that, that black the police are pigs and they all deserve to die and Oh, what's this world coming to? And I thought I knew you. I'd say 80, 80% of the time on Facebook, unless you really keep it thorough on there and really only add people you truly know in real life. Every single one of them you don't really know. One of my friends who used to date one of my best friends posted something about how many black people were killed by law enforcement every year and how it's a very low number compared to how much black on black crime is. Well, 
But you know what? She's a dispatcher. 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 She works with law enforcement every day she goes to work. My best friend is a black man. Obviously, it didn't work out with her, with them. She's now happily married. Has a beautiful daughter. But I... Did it bother me that she posted it? Yeah. But is it is that going to make me jump in her comments and cuss her out over that? No. Because what she's doing is what people have done on the internet for years. She's getting on Facebook, posting her opinion, and then walking away. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with doing things that way. But I'm going to stay off social media and I'm just going to delete it. I don't want to. I'm just going to deactivate my Facebook or I'm not going to sign on the Twitter or anything because it's a big, scary world. Quit avoiding the problem. Your social media isn't the problem. My Twitter just is kind of getting back to normal. Therefore, over the weekend and the past few days, I kind of dreaded logging on the Twitter and everybody knows how much I love Twitter. But I knew I was going to get on there and see some real shit. That maybe I didn't want to deal with. And you know what I did? If I didn't, I went off the app and I found something else to do. Either on my phone or in real life. The other day at work, I actually, uh, it was like, I mean, I say about five of us standing around and, uh, somebody said something. Oh, <laughs> somebody called somebody Oriental and I was like, you can't call them Oriental. That's, that's racist. That's not right. That's, that's an outdated, rude ass term. And so people started making Asian jokes. So I looked at him. I said, well, you know, we're all a little bit racist. And that was the quietest 30 seconds (laughs) I've ever had at that job. Seriously. Because we all are. We truly are. Does that mean I want to go kill somebody over it? No. Do I feel like black people are unfairly targeted by the police? Sometimes, yeah. Black people do get pulled over more for driving while black. Black people shouldn't get shot when they're cooperating with an officer because the officer's trigger happy and he doesn't know if you're reaching for your concealed weapon or not. That you have a permit for that you already disclosed. We shouldn't have to watch two black men die through phone cameras in 2016, within days of each other. We shouldn't have to watch police officers get shot at after a peaceful protest rally in Dallas, Texas, through social media. I shouldn't have to wake up with a pit in my stomach, upset and queasy, Because of this crappy-ass world that we live in. 
And you know what? The world was crappy before these shootings happened, before last week. But you always want to look it through it, look at it through a rose-colored glass, you know. Unless you decide to just say, "Fuck it, let me just succumb to this depression. Let me be miserable." And that's not against anybody who seriously has depression problems. I'm just talking about those people who choose to be miserable in their life, and they don't look on the bright side. I had a coworker who just left. It was like that. Everything was, woe is me. Can't do it. Can't do it. Nah, son. Nope. 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 There is a true rhyme and reason for everything, I believe. Um, and the point I'm trying to make here Is you you gotta find you gotta find your little little slice of heaven in life every single day somehow, man. I read comic books the other night for the first time in ages. I have a large stack of unread new issues of comic books, and I finally sat down and read some of them. It was a Spider Gwen series, and I love it. I think I've read the first four issues so far. Recommendation: Spider Gwen. There you go. The world's been fucked up. Last week was more fucked up. And now we're back to regular level fucked up. And my apologies if my, my language offends you. But it's a serious issue and I tried to keep it keep it um keep it nice and clean, man, but I'm just mad. And disillusion, just like my Facebook status said. The last thing I want to talk about is uh, fear. Um, I said just the other day, because I really have not joked about it. I haven't talked openly about it. Because in the, the day, I'm still surrounded by white people. <laughs> And that's probably the first laugh of this episode. I mean, obviously my wife is white. Um, if you if you've seen me on Facebook or any social media, you know Angel's white. Um, all my coworkers are white. I'm still in Morgantown, West Virginia, so there still is more are more Caucasian people than there are us. And by us, obviously, I mean black people. Um. I don't remember the exact intonation or the exact comment, but there was something, as a state police trooper rolls by, something was said about a police officer. And my response was, while somewhat kidding, my response to whatever the statement was, was, I have to be more careful because they could kill me. Now, some of you, my listeners, might hear that and think I'm being way too extreme. Oh, Kellen, just because you're black doesn't mean a police officer is going to shoot you if they pull you over for anything. But the thing is, it doesn't mean they won't either. And that, that, is a scary thing. I saw a tweet the other day, and I might have liked it or might have retweeted it, something along the lines of something about Blue Lives Matter, hashtag Blue Lives Matter, of course, in response to the hashtag Black Lives Matter, um, matter hashtag and the saying in the movement. Blue Lives Do Matter, and I might have said this earlier in this episode. This is actually the third day I'm recording this. Because one, I've had a kind of hectic week. And two, I wasn't able to sit down and do this all at once. And with it being such an important topic, I think it's better that I did break it up in the process. You're going to hear one consistent podcast. 
But I feel like breaking it up helped me focus better and didn't let me just go off on tangents and lose focus. Like I just did, I just lost focus. What was I saying? <laughs> the hashtag was something along the blue lives matter. But here's the thing. You chose to be a police officer. I didn't choose to be black. You can stop being a police officer at any given time. I cannot stop being black. I'm paraphrasing. But the point is, blue lives matter versus black lives matter. The option is there for them to not be a a police officer. They do not have to be putting their lives on the line in the line of duty. We can't stop putting our lives in the line by being black. There's no changing that. None. And that is why that's the difference between all lives matter, which is true, blue lives matter, which again is true, and black lives matter. Because out of all those things, all lives do matter. Blue lives, you can opt out of that life. I can't opt out of being black. So regardless of whether I'm being extreme or I'm being a fear monger or overreacting. Yes, I have something to fear from police. I could do the wrong thing. I could get pulled over or run into a police officer on the wrong day and then that could be curtains for me or I could be seriously injured. And that is why I'm sitting here doing this podcast and why I'm taking all these minutes to discuss this issue. Alton Sterling CD man last update I read still says that Alton was not being aggressive towards the officers Philando Castile last thing I saw still says he was mistaken for a robbery suspect. Those officers didn't deserve to die in Dallas. And the ones that were injured didn't deserve to be injured. I am not saying that is right. But just as much as America has rallied around Dallas and used it against us to say, oh, stop black on black crime. Stop killing yourselves. We all need to stop killing each other. At some point, the violence has to end. Or it's going to kill us all. So if you take anything away from this podcast from Hyphenation 17, please, please, please stop the violence. Black lives do matter. Do not retaliate against innocent police officers or even the guilty ones because that's not fixing the problem. America... We need to do better. Because if this is America, I have to leave the Aaliyah when I'm gone. I don't know what I might do. Because I cannot leave this world to her like this. I will not. I can only protect her from so much. But eventually... 
in her life she will come up against it. And that's not something I want to think about right now. That's why I woke up sick for half a week last week and why I still wake up nauseous since Alton Sterling was killed. Stop this madness. Um, you've been listening to Hyphenation 17. You can find Hyphenation on iTunes. Just type in Hyphenation. You can find it on Stitcher. If you go to podcast.behyphen.com on the right-hand side, you can find RSS feed for all of the Hyphenation episodes and put it into your favorite podcast listening device. You can also find the podcast on behyphen.com podcast.behyphen.com and tricycleoffense.wordpress.com Also on youtube.com slash behyphen and on what was the last one? mixcloud.com slash behyphen Um You want to get in contact with me? behyphen at gmail.com Follow me on Twitter at behyphen I've started a new Facebook page, so if you added me before on Facebook.com slash Behyphen, or are able to find me and add me, that's cool, but I would like for everybody to please go to Facebook.com slash Resilient Redundancies. It's called the, Re- the Resilient Redundancies of Kellen Conley. That's my new fan page. That's R-E-S-I-L-I-E-N-T-R-E-D-U-N-D-A-N-C-I-E-S. Please like that page. Please share it. Let everybody know because that's going to be my official. Well, that is now my official page on Facebook. On iTunes, please uh, please uh, rate, review, subscribe, spread the word. Thank you for listening. Back for hyphenation eighteen very soon. Please stop the violence. Please. Thanks, y'all.